You're listening to WERA 96.7 FM, and this is Media on the Radio. Media on the Radio features stories from media professionals, everyone from journalists to filmmakers to marketing experts. Today, we hear from Ian Fay, who's the self-proclaimed ringleader of The Lookout in D.C. The Lookout is a co-working space that is designed mostly for filmmakers. Everybody just wants to work in their underwear. That's like the, the goal of working at home. It's like the end-all, be-all. I can just work in my underwear. With this kind of trend of co-working, people are finding that having this connection to other people on a daily basis kind of gives them that structure, but also kind of gives them that energy to, to be able to do more, a little bit of um, encouragement to, to go that extra mile. When you're looking over and somebody's killing it, you're like, well, I think I should probably be killing it too. This is the first part of a series of interviews with members of The Lookout. I started off with music very young. I grew up in the South, and my mother was the minister of music at our church. So there was church influence on music, and then they got me into classical music, so I played violin uh, throughout elementary school and tried, tried to play the guitar as best as I could, and a bunch of buddies and Myself would play music. We had a actually a place outside of my friend's house in the neighborhood that we took over. It was a kind of a like a barn shop type building that we all would practice in and uh, play. And shows you thought in. this could be good co working space at some point. <laughs> I, I no doubt. It's like I actually called all my buddies and said, basically, guys, I have the uh, the adult version of the of the barn we used to play into. So it's kind of definitely where that came from. So we're going to talk a lot more about uh, The Lookout, which is uh, the, the co-working space that you run. Before we get into that, when you were doing music, were you doing things on a computer? Were you recording on a four-track? How are you interacting with, with it digitally? Through all this time, you know, production was always part of the game, whether it was musical production, whether it was performance of, of, of whatever sort. Um, there, was a, there was a production element to it. So as... I grew in my career, communication became a big piece of that, and I ultimately decided that video was the best encapsulation device to, or vehicle, I guess. So how did you cut your teeth? Uh, so we, the, the big conversation I have on this is film school versus kind of learning from the ground up. Is, is, do you have one of those stories? Or? It wasn't really until I moved to D.C. that I kind of went all in on film, and I had the first kind of experience was one of the 48-hour film festivals. And it was actually, I did that with one of the members here, Adam Krell. And we did that, I guess it was about 10 years ago at this point. And because I knew computers and because I had this background in creative, like audio software is not too terribly different than than, than video editing. I mean, things have progressed. Um, but weirdly enough, I also had a affinity for Photoshop. So it's like my audio editing, my Photoshop editing, getting into film wasn't that too much of a jump. Um, but it definitely was a, a self, self-learned, self-taught type, type thing, I guess. This conversation I'm having with all these different media professionals is geared towards people that are in college or making a transition or something like that. Um, and the trend is definitely to move into, and, and this is across all uh, work, sp- work, uh, career fields is that everything is more contract based, right. more freelance based. Right. Um, 
and people are independent contractors that may need may want to get out of their their home office and get into a co-working space which is what we're sitting in right now <laughs> um, and I, my, I myself I'm curious about this this trend too because I I've been freelance full freelance for a little while now and have a one bedroom and making where my wife and I are talking right now about buying a house right. to to open up some space so I can I don't have to pack everything into the hall closet sure. um, and, and it is that kind of uh, that that thing that we're that going back and forth on so can you talk a little bit about that trend and what you've seen and how you've been a part of of that this particular industry the the video you know I, I use the term video just because I can say one word and it means all the thing media to me just is just too too vague so in the video world which encompasses you know all of the things um, it is very independent contractor based freelancer based and over the years when people were able to start working digitally and then you know telecommuting working from home the working from home thing was the was the big goal it was like oh i just need to work from home and then i'll be fine um and i think a lot of freelancers have had that experience where either they quit their day job or they jump off that that metaphorical cliff and say i'm going to start my own thing and and work from from home and if for whatever for whatever reason Everybody just wants to work in their underwear. That's like the, the goal of working at home. It's like the end-all, be-all. I can just work in my underwear. So in my experience, I, I've had that where I literally just worked in my underwear just to say that I could have accomplished that. Um, but then you're in, at home in your underwear by yourself, and when you're in a creative industry, it's difficult to be able to have that momentum or that structure. Some people go to the, you know, take more regular gigs from larger agencies where it's like, okay, I work from home technically, but then I take a three month contract and I go work in a editing suite or I, you know, I go off and I shoot a series or a, a season of a, of a series. Um, but with this kind of trend of co-working, people are finding that having this connection to other people on a daily basis kind of gives them that structure, but also kind of gives them that energy to, to be able to do more, a little bit of um, encouragement to, to go that extra mile. When you're looking over and somebody's killing it, you're like, well, I think I should probably be killing it too. So it kind of encourages you to show up the next day. Less mo- motivation than your cat's giving you at home. Exactly. Yeah. And Netflix always calls and, you know, the, cu- the couch becomes comfier and comfier. Um, but as you, you know, progress in your career it's like okay i quit my day job and then i then i'll do everything i'll shoot i'll edit i'll do motion graphics i'll write i'll, I'll be the one-man band like the the term predator is used a lot in our industry and i think that's great um but and, and you know you get the the most return on that 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 dollar amount because you're, you're you're taking all the roles um after that happens though specializing out into a specific kind of area is going to allow you to kind of improve your freelance career and improve your brand. So one of the things that we feel pretty lucky about at the lookout is it allows us to specialize in the things that we do either best or that we want to focus on to uh, say, you know, if animation or motion graphics is your thing, being able to focus on doing animation and motion graphics, as opposed to shooting and editing and all the other things allows you to get better and progress in that um, at a much more rapid pace than trying to do everything yourself. So, like I say, we feel lucky at the lookout that being able to do your own thing and then have all these other resources for other people doing their own thing allows you to kind of make better products, be a part of 
you know, better, better experiences. And at the end of the day, kind of increase your freelancing and independent uh, brand, I guess you'd say. Cool. So can you, taking a step back, and this is kind of the, you know, elevator speech. We're located in Adams Morgan, and we've got three floors of a row house, and we have about 50 members. And our members usually consist of people who have decided to make a change in their in their filmmaking or photography career. They want to maybe quit a larger environment and go freelance or independent on their own, or just current freelance artists that maybe come to town, um, don't necessarily know the, the, the network or the industry that's in D.C., or people who are ready to kind of crank it up a notch. Um, and we've got everything from writers, producers, directors, animators, editors, uh, sound composers. Um, we've kind of got the full gambit of, of all the roles that it takes for production. And people work independently on their own projects, but a lot of times we find a lot of benefit about being able to, you know, get in touch with somebody to shoot something for, for you know, a project or edit something for a project. Um, and so we do a lot of working together as well. Can you talk a little bit about the evolution of this? Because I know a lot of the listeners probably have heard of spaces like The Cove or WeWork. Um, and, and not to say anything bad about those spaces, they provide, uh, you know, um, a lot of people like those spaces. But um, what, is, what is unique about The Lookout as, comp- as compared to those spaces and, and you know, just, just what's the experience like? The interesting thing about these other co-working spaces is they kind of have an established brand of what co-working really is. And I, I still believe, you know, we came out of a, of a co-working space originally in D.C. called Affinity Lab, and we were kind of entrepreneurially involved with all those people, and there are people that are from Affinity Lab who are still members here at The Lookout, and we're friends with um, people who are part of Affinity Lab um, but the, the mindset is basically co-working space is the next step out of working from the house. So I have internet access, I have a desk, and I have a conference room to take phone calls and meet with clients. Some people use those as, as, as networking experiences where, you know, maybe if I do this thing and the other, other, another group there does another thing, we can work together and, and, and make some money. The thing that's different about the lookout is we are very industry specific and you know our primary industry is video secondarily would be photography but it's all kind of you know anything that has to do with a camera ultimately is what we're involved with and because i think the video industry is very specific in the fact that every project that you do no matter how big or small minimum requires about 10 roles like there's 10 different types of things that are going to make even the smallest production happen and we talked, um, you know, a little bit about sometimes people try to do all of those themselves, but because we have people who specialize in all these different um, roles in the industry here at the Lookout, it allows you to make better products because you can kind of really easily plug people in who who, who do those and uh, do those well. Um, but the other thing is very much focusing forward on the the, the film community in DC. Um, we feel that community is a is a real driving factor in you know trying to make better products whether that's for clients or that's independent work you know if you don't have the people or the infrastructure or the network around you that kind of helps take these 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 projects into bigger and better spaces you know we're kind of we're kind of hitting our head against the wall so um, I definitely believe that the lookout provides an environment where 
independent filmmakers, whether whatever role they particularly specialize in, have the opportunity to work with other creatives in a space every day that helps make their projects both client and independent better. With this trend, and this is going to continue, more and more people are going to want co-working space. Um, How do you see the lookout expanding or fitting in as as growth continues to happen? A difficult thing when looking at growth is that scalability and growth is typically associated with getting larger. And we found that sometimes intimacy and a little smaller scale allows us to be a little bit more agile, a little bit more flexible when projects come in. There's, there's a lot of people who come to the lookout and say, wow, I had no idea that this place was even here. Um, and and the part of that has been on purpose because we feel that to, to truly have a creative environment, the space needs to feel cozy and warm and creative because those relationships are going to make better creative projects and better creative outcomes. You made a transition from music to computers mm-hmm. to video to partly running <laughs> a co- right. co-working space. Um and then you also see at this point you have said you have 50 members mm-hmm. in through the door working on various facets of, of video production. What advice would you have for young people that are kind of coming out of college now and, and maybe trying to break in? What would be your advice to them to, to get them in? I guess my, my biggest advice would be that you are your body of work and there, there is no excuse to take whatever camera you have and whatever access you have to make more content because the first 25 things you make, they're just probably not going to be that great. So don't get discouraged with that. Push on through and and don't let there be a, well, if I only had access to this or if I could only just get that. People make amazing films with their phones, on their phones completely that, you know, have real merit and real value. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing this and showing me around and taking the time. So I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for coming in. This is Devin Gallagher. I'm the host of Media on the Radio. And thanks for listening. You can go to waitwhatpro.com to find past episodes of Media on the Radio. Please subscribe on iTunes to Media on the Radio, where each week it'll send the podcast directly to your phone. You don't have to do anything. It'll just send it right to you.